0: Coming to you live with the insight you need from the financials and political
1: capitals of the world to the heart of innovation, this is Opportunities to Consider with your host, author, speaker, and corporate strategist, Hunter Gaylor. Welcome
0: to another edition of uh Markets Hunter, we are talking uh, today, we are joined with a new digital podcast version of our Markets Update, where we talk to CEOs and leadership and industry analysts. Today, we're going to be covering a, uh, which is a really exciting stock, actually, Pet Vivo. Um, their stock symbol is PETV, and we're very excited to uh, see what they're doing. A lot of stuff is, is being talked about, especially in the health and, and animal Uh, wellness space. And today I am joined by a former uh, uh, Goldman Sachs analyst, uh, Joseph Salvani. Joseph Salvani, welcome to the Markets Hunter program. Hi, Hunter, and thank you for having me. Not a problem. I know last time we did a video call, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but that's okay. We're glad to have you back. Um, I want to circle back, uh, Joe, for the sake of today's conversation and talk a little bit about some of the developments with um, the company Pet Vivo. Um, let's just start a little bit. Uh, let's just start off a little bit for the audience and for the listeners on uh, you know, who you are and your background and what got you interested in, in particularly this company,
1: Pet Vivo. When I graduated out of Columbia Business School in 81, I became the senior chemical analyst at Goldman Sachs. At that time, the chemical industry it incorporated numerous other industries, namely pharmaceuticals and especially animal health. Uh, one of my companies, American Cyanimate, actually had a very big animal health division. Uh, after about six years, I left to become the third largest partner at Steinar Partners and managed about a half a billion dollars of, uh, of money, mainly in chemicals and pharmaceuticals. Um, and my love for specialty chemicals and pharmaceuticals has always gone on and I spend most of my time there. So it, when I saw Pet Vivo... Uh, I became extremely, extremely interested, and uh, you know, and you know, do you want me to tell you what the reason is, or do you want uh, wait for another question?
0: No, I, I think it would be very exciting for you to tell us what got you excited about the company.
1: Okay, so looking at this company, first off, uh, I knew the CEO because I met him in in the mid '90s when I was working on a company called Stratasys, which was the first rapid prototyping company. Uh, John uh, John saw that I was able to help Stratasys get attention, help it raise money, um, and as a result, he, when, when he was ready, he actually called me and said, take a look at my company. And I said, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I got this company, Vivo, and we have a series of, of medical products that are going to the uh, large and small animal industry. Um, and I said, really, would you tell me about it? And you know, it goes, well, the first product is a product called Spring. And, I, and this is a product that replaces and actually is an organically derived uh, veterinarian product, vet, uh, veterinarian medical uh, device that actually originally started as a, a medical device, phase two medical device for, uh, for Restylane or a dermal filler. Interestingly enough, uh I happen to know a lot about that, which i will we'll get to a little bit later. So what happened was is that then they were able to raise the money to go into the animal health industry, because once you have a phase two medical product uh, by the FDA, you can go right into animal health without any further studies. And it took about five or six years, raised all the money, built out the manufacturing and the first product spring, which is an organically derived uh, product based upon collagen, heparin, and elastin that, uh, once you inject it, creates a, uh, a almost cartilage-like product that also acts like synovial fluid. It's, it's actually like a lubricant. So it replaces the synovial fluid in the cartilage sac. So it actually acts as both things. In addition to that, they found that it also seems to work with ligaments. But we'll again, that's further. So they went out in and, and the end of 2021, they launched the product. And then a year later, around the same time, they got MWI, which is the largest animal health distributor, to start marketing it for horses based upon the horse studies. And they've got six set of, six other studies coming out very soon. Well, so that's that's a, I just the stock was very cheap. Anyway, no, yeah. that,
0: that's a, no, that's that's fascinating. And two two questions off of that is uh, the spring product that they have. If you could maybe break this down and say layman terms for. Uh, our listeners, and why you believe that this pod, could potentially be some sort of blockbuster type technology?
1: Well, very very simply, uh, cartilage basically has synovial fluid, which is a lubricant in the middle of it. You think of cartilages as your discs or inside your knee um, and in, in there, or in your elbow. These are the reasons why we're able to move so easily. When you get arthritis, the synovial fluid usually um, is weakened or something wrong with it or there's a leak and the disc gets, disc gets uh, it leaks out and the disc collapses. And that's when you get bone on bone. That's when you get the, uh, the nerve pain. So imagine having a horse that's always running or a dog that's always moving. And then all of a sudden you get your, your disc isn't working anymore. The knee, knee doesn't have the snowy fluid. The problem is like they used to treat it with hyaluronic acid which replaces the synovial fluid. But if you inject it into the cartilage that already has a hole, it's gonna leak out. The beautiful thing about spring is when you inject it as a liquid, it formulates, it granulizes and becomes a sponge-like substance. And that sponge-like substance actually acts like a lubricant also. So it doesn't need the synovial fluid. So that's a very, very important fact. And they're finding, even though it's supposed to be done every year, they're finding it, it could last two to three years. And there, there isn't anything out there that treats the disease instead of just treating the symptoms. Okay, hyaluronic acid treats the symptoms. Uh, NSAIDs, which you know are in nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories like naproxen or you know what we know is admiral, right? Uh, what they do is they actually take away the pain but also cause further damage to the joint uh so and there's only another product out there which is a synthetic lubricant for horses that's based on polyacrylamide and the problem with that is is that about 10 percent of the time the body seals it off and causes and you can't get it all out so therefore the horse or the dog actually locks up their knee so you don't have that problem with spring
0: so that's what's so
1: good about this product
0: with with the product being so good um What is their competition? What does the landscape look like for a similar product, or is there one? Uh,
1: The only competition for this type of thing is a a synthetic lubricant called polyacrylamide, uh, which basically is marketed as Noltrex and one other that's a Russian-derived product and a a U.S. company in the market. The problem you have with that is that uh, the the racing association, as of January 1, is basically – telling you that if you put it in the horse six months later, you can't you can't race your horse for six months. So you might as well just take your horse and not run them. Uh, if you use the organically derived veterinarian medical device called Spring, you don't have that problem. And also, like I told you, there is no uh, 10% of the time it locks up on Noltrex or the other product. And like I said, you could also treat it with anti-inflammatories, but that doesn't do it. That doesn't that doesn't solve the problem what we 're finding with the horses and is now in dogs that they've been using it on is that within three days to a week the dog and the horse are running around matter of fact, a lot of horses are actually being found that they can claim the horse and then run and win races so that's that that really is the only product out there for this and so it's's it's got a, it's got plenty of patents and it's got the largest uh, distributor with over four thousand offices marketing it, so when you look at it it's very difficult to see how this landscape isn't all theirs and it's a large market hunter you're talking about there are fourteen million horses of which seventy percent of pets there's about sixty five million dogs um, there's there's about you know fifty five to sixty million cats they're going to be coming out with a feline study in mid year what's really interesting is uh, whereas they come out with an, uh, a lameness study for osteoarthritis for horses already, and that 's what 's been marketed about 90 percent of their sales. What we 're finding is on March 15th, at a, there's going to be a peer-reviewed journal, a peer-reviewed uh, study that they 've done, and I'm very sure it's going to come out really well because they otherwise wouldn't make it the, the centerpiece of this veterinarian uh, of this whole uh, meeting. And so what we're gonna find is is that it's gonna probably show that it's doing the same thing for the horses. It works really well for osteoarthritis and all the anecdotal evidence we see from social media where people have been using the product that the vets have have prescribed for for dogs and they're bouncing around like like young puppies again, uh, that you're gonna get a great deal of attention. So if that's the case, you're gonna see a very big pickup because it's really hard for me to believe That with close to over 120 million animals over the next couple of years that'll have impact from this, that you're not going to get at least 1 million injections a year sometime in the next two years. If that's the case, you're talking about a product that's well over 200 million in sales and you're talking 90% margins, I mean pharmaceutical
0: grade margins. So for, from a market perspective, when you look at the real opportunity of, of, of scalability for this company, uh, the, the fact that you had mentioned earlier that the product in, in the animal world, their distribution partner is a is Amerisource Bergen's MWI unit. Um, how big of a role are they going to play in this, this, this rollout?
1: Well, they're a, major, they're a major role because basically the company has hired seasoned salesmen to assist MWI. MWI has 4,000 offices in the U.S. and covers almost well over 90% of all vets. So, and they're investing a significant amount of time in training the vets to to how to inject the the product, and they're going to be spending an awful lot of time to help these 80% of the small animal vets do injections, which right now they don't. This product enables the small animal, the vet, to inject the dog with minimal or the cat with minimal anesthesia uh, using a local, and it doesn't have to require the dog to stay overnight. That's the reason why only 20% of vets uh, do injections because they really in general don't want to keep the dog overnight. So now they'll be able to do that, increase their income. Now, if you have a dog that basically is, you can tell is in pain or it's lame, and you know, obviously you'd love your dog or you love your cat, and you know they're in pain, one of the things that you have a choice is if it's too much, unfortunately, you might have to put the animal down, which costs you 200 to $300, or you go spend 6000 for a knee surgery, um, or joint surgery, uh, for $600, you end up getting your dog acting like a puppy again. Now, I, don't, I think you're gonna find most people gonna go for that. In addition, there's a huge amount of growing use of pet insurance And this product is covered by pet insurance. So it would be hard to say, let's just say osteoarthritis in dogs is about 20%. So it's about like between 12 and 13 million dogs that have it, you know, it'd be hard not to imagine they they, they can't do at least a million injections among all three animal types. Uh, My gut is they'll probably do much more than that. So therefore sometime over the next two to four years this product could end up being a two to four hundred million dollar a year product for this company and like I said before you have 90 percent margins uh, so and the beauty that this company has done that John has done excellently is that they only have 10.6 million shares so you know the leverage on earnings per share from this product is enormous so if in 2025 you get you know let's say that you're, by the end of 2025, you're running a quarter that could be running at a hundred million dollar rate, You'd be running it over a ten, you know, close to a ten dollar a share earnings rate, and maybe double that the year after. So, you know, if that's the case, you're talking about some a company that could easily be a two to four hundred dollar a share product, I mean two dollars to four hundred
0: dollar a share company, um, over the next two to three years. So do do you feel that with with the the product that started both in the animals? Uh, dogs, the cat study that's coming out, and obviously the equestrian community. Um, can you explain the potential human uses of this since it's uh, since it's Phase two FDA-classified medical device? Can Can you speak a little Good. bit to, to that from your market experience?
1: Well, I mean, the product originally was developed to be a dermal to compete with Restylane. Uh, I happen to know a lot about Restylane because I was one of the original founder, founding investors of medicis and I helped Jonah I. Founder and the CEO for the longest period of time to grow the company. Um, this product isn't going to go into general shoulders. There's 136, there's about 136 dogs or animals that, that were used in the, I was going to be, there were 136 humans in that test. Sorry about that. And got through to phase two and it was declared a medical device. Um, I think all they have to do is a PMA. And which probably takes less than five million dollars in less than a year and a half, and you could you can see this thing on the market, not from them. they have no desire to do it on their own, but I expect that the company will probably be approached because of the success of spring and animals because as more and more of the animals use it, there's very limited difference between an animal joint and, and or human joints and the way the product works since the manufacturing facilities made according to human FDA GMP compliant grade as well, I think that you're going to find that it'll be very easy for someone to cut a deal with them. So but first, let's just look at the valuation hunt of baseline animals. Sure. Uh, like I said, uh, there's another, say, 15 other products. There's a urinary incontinence product that'll be out next year that could be also a, a blockbuster product, uh, not to count the other ones that are coming. So as the world begins to see this product on social media because people are going to post that their dogs are acting young again and everybody's happy, just like we saw this doctor's video that his dog all of a sudden is running all over again, this older dog. There was another video that basically uh, on a golden lab that the lab is about 11 years old and you know they bought a young puppy, the, the owners bought a young puppy for it and they didn't, you know, the older dog didn't want anything to do with the puppy. When they gave the dog spring, all of a sudden it was running around playing with, with the puppy. So you couldn't, you know, these, these are the types of things that make uh, pet owners extremely happy and makes anybody happy, but it makes them very happy. So when people start seeing this on, uh, on social media, it's going to start generating a lot of demand for the product and people are going to find out about it. Uh, It seems like, interesting enough, every time somebody finds out that their uh, horse or their dog uh, does better, they end up buying the stock. So what's going to happen, I believe, is that this is going to continue to go on. There's only 10.6 million shares, most of it owned by the insiders. There's only a little less than 7 million shares in the DTC system. Um, I think there's at least a 2 million share uh, sleeping naked short. It had been trying to hold the stock down below three. Yesterday, you know, for the last several days, we've been over three. Yesterday, it broke through three with authority. Um, I believe once it breaks through three, the you know this sleeping short, which is going to start have to follow its algorithms and start covering. Uh, I think the stock has a big run ahead of it because as more and more people find out about it now, add to the fact that somewhere around mid-year or later. I believe someone will probably come to them to try and want to do something to do a PMA for the humans. This product in humans is even bigger than the market size you're going after. I mean, I Googled the other day and they said that the knee lubrication market in, just in the world is $11 billion. That's and massive. I was involved with a company called Biomatrix and I actually did very well with it. That company produced... Hyaluronic acid is called Synvisc. Um, it's now progressed to Synvisc 1 after biomatrix got taken off. In 2017, Synvisc 1 did, the last time I saw what the numbers were, at 400 million a year. This is significantly better than hyaluronic acid, as I explained earlier, because it doesn't, you know, hyaluronic acid still leaks out of the hole in the cartilage, whereas this one, fills in, there's no liquid to come out because the liquid turns into the spongy material we talked about. And by the way, if you needed to take it out, you can take it out 100% where you don't have that problem with polyacrylamide. Uh, I mean, we don't have, where polyacrylamide can stay in. So my point here is, is that hidden inside this company, which is dramatically undervalued due to its main business, is a business that might even be bigger. So my, my opinion is, is that the stock which is trading a little above three right now, all right, is going to become probably the best performing stock
0: on NASDAQ. The stock is on NASDAQ. And then probably for this year and next year. Where do you I mean, see, Joe, where do you, where do you see, given what you forecasted, um, let's just focus on 2023. Where do you see it in six months? And then give us your one year and two year estimates.
1: Well, I mean, I think that you're going to see a very quick move as we get closer to this March 15th date talking about the dogs and he's got a series of other um, studies coming out. Uh, I think the stock could easily by the end of the year be trading between 30 and 40 or higher. I think within a, within a years period of time it could approach you know the 100 to 200 range and in two or three years time you know like I said before it could be a three to four hundred million dollar product that's not counting any value to what they could do with the human side. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if John is a very adept uh, CEO, a smart uh, uh, person who actually knows the way around Wall Street Wall to Street, so let the shareholders benefit by, you know, uh, somehow or another creating a subsidiary and letting teaming up with a big pharma company or a uh, medical device company and then letting the shareholders benefit through a spin-out at some point over the next two, three years. I mean, this company is dramatically undervalued. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but it is. It's, I haven't seen any holes in this company. The only near-term things he has to deal with is he probably needs to raise two million a quarter, which he's always raised from his own people. Uh, so I don't think you're going to see anything. He's always done. He's got an active S three where he does an, a at-the-market deal with his with his big clients, and his big uh, shahobas. So you're not going to see any diluted deals. You're not going to see any shareholders that don't believe in the company. So this is, you've got all the elements that people look for when they want to find a home run stock. And that's what this is.
0: Well, no, it definitely sounds like it. And I I think it's great to bring in, uh, like we do here on Markets Hunter, the analysts uh, that have significant experience on Wall Street to just really kind of just give us the, the cold, hard facts of the company, you know, good, bad or indifferent. Um, but it seems to me that based on their developments, based on everything that they have and where you see it going, this is definitely something that everyone should be looking at. And, uh, Joe, is there any final thoughts that you have on the company? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I just, you know, I think that the stock price is going to continue to reflect these great success spring product is going to be having as more and more people, uh, post videos of their horses or, or dogs. And people begin to find out about it. All it it takes is for one fund, a company of this size, to blow open the valuation. Company right now at three dollars and twenty cents, maybe you know, is trading it below a mid mid thirties valuation. Um, You know that that's crazy valuation. It should be ten times higher than that at some point here in the in the future. So um, I think when you get two or three funds trying to buy five percent positions you get a valuation draft up, and I think you're going
0: to see that here. Well, thank you so much, Joe, and we appreciate the analyst coverage. We'll we'll definitely have to have you back to keep following that company and perhaps get your take on some other companies as well. Um, But anyway, I appreciate you joining the program today. That's definitely been an exciting ride to uh, get your uh, industry expertise. And so uh, for everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this journey that we've and, and insight this valuable insight that we've gained into uh, the world of capital markets, especially with PetVivo. Again, their stock symbol is PETV. That PetVivo. You can also go check out their website. Um, and you can continue to follow us. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, this will be posted not just on our Twitter, but also on Spotify. So you'll be able to listen to it live during your drive time for all you people that are in the car and want something interesting to listen to. Definitely check this out. And if you have pets, I, I highly encourage Check them out on uh, on social. Uh, they have Pet Vivo Cares is their uh, is their tagline and their their hashtags. Make sure you use hashtag PetVivo dollar sign P.E.T.V. to follow. And as always, thank you so much for joining us on another uh, episode of Markets Hunter. Joe, thanks so much for joining us.
1: No problem. Monta. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm glad that you also have John on the show sometime from time to time.
0: He's a yeah, really he, a good he's, CEO.
1: he's an excellent he's, CEO.
0: He's an excellent CEO, and uh, we actually had the chance to speak with um, his director of national sales, which is great. He comes from a great uh, company as well. So, uh, but lots of exciting stuff to come. We're definitely going to keep this this company uh, uh, in our in our sights. So, thank you so much, Shell.
1: Thanks, Arthur. Bye. Uh,
0: bye, bye.